0: Hey, everyone. Welcome to Locked on Lakers for Tuesday. Brian Kamenetsky, Andy Kamenetsky. Just how much cooler is the seat under Darvin Ham? That's next. You are locked on Lakers. Your daily Los Angeles Lakers podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Your team every day. Thanks to everybody for making locked on Lakers your first listen of every day, Monday through Friday, no matter how, or where you get your podcast, it's always free and never behind a paywall locked on Lakers on YouTube. so we you can go hang out with over 22,000 subscribers, all of whom are relieved that the Lakers did break the losing streak against, uh, they, they broke that losing streak really against the Clippers, um, but also their own losing streak to everyone. Um, and have turned it around at least for one game as we head into tonight's game against Toronto, Andy. Um, We'll we'll try to touch on some of these things about what to to look for uh, tonight versus the Raptors. We'll get into some roster news for the Lakers. Uh, But first... As we let people know that today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet that's $150. If your team wins, visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get started, Andy. Right now, the big conversation is just what the seat under Darwin looks like. How how much cooler is it? How hot was it to begin with? Uh, Lots of additional reporting coming out early in the week.
1: Yeah, and also want to let people know that, um, as you mentioned, they're playing the Raptors tonight, 7.30 Pacific time. Raptors, by the way, 3-1 and one since they acquired R.J. Barrett and Emmanuel Quickly, who torched the Lakers earlier this season when he was still with the Knicks. You can catch every Lakers game on the Hometown Broadcast with Sirius XM on the SXM app search Lakers. I mean, to some degree, we, we've talked about this, even as we've gone into some pretty deep discussions about, darvin's job security and how much longer of a spiral could the team afford to some degree this is a matter of semantics you know some people talk about the a hot seat being he is on the verge of getting fired if he loses this game tonight they're done you know that sort of thing which i mean that's more of a scalding seat that's more or that's more of a the organization is looking to fire
0: this coach, and they're frankly at that just point looking. you're essentially fired. If you reach right. the, that's the way? So the like you know tonight. It always drives me crazy, and it's not just the Lakers. So in any context, if he loses this game, you see it a lot in football. He's out. Um, that is a stupid way to do it. If you reach that point, the coach should already be fired. But um, it doesn't seem that Darwin ever got to that point. But I think the issue with the Clippers game and it was just like if it was another catastrophic loss if they'd fallen they fell behind 16 to 7 if that you know nine or eleven point, def, or nine point deficit i was right um had quickly ballooned to you know 29 and the lakers just didn't show a pulse this process gets louder and accelerates even well, if the I, lakers don't want to fire darvin
1: well that's what i was going to say it what it might what it might not have meant, and were I to guess, you know, in, in the Earth 2 version of this where the Clippers kick the bleep out of the Lakers, it doesn't automatically mean that Darvin loses his job. But it, I think it is realistic to believe that the temperature on that seat got cranked up a good 5 to 10 degrees, like to a point where it's – it. well, it depends on where it starts, but you understand my point. It where that seat becomes more and more uncomfortable to sit on. But um, Sam Amick, for example, from The Athletic, reading a piece that he has out today, um, people can check it out. Quote, unlike the Vogel situation, referring to Frank Vogel, where Genie Bus was known to believe the former coach was largely to blame for the failed integration of Russell Westbrook and ultimately greenlighted his April 22. 22- Firing as a result, that in and of itself, by the way, is an interesting conversation. All signs point to the Lakers' most important decision maker standing by the coach who is in the second year of a four-year deal. There's a mutual respect in that relationship, one that resulted in Bus sending a lengthy text message in support to Ham in the wake of Thursday's report in the athletic that chronicled the rising temperature that surrounds him. Bus could certainly change your stance of course, but the current state of affairs suggests Darvin still, or suggests Ham still has time to turn this around. Uh, Mark Stein, great Substack, longtime NBA scribe, very, very well sourced, said, "Quote: League sources say Ham continues to enjoy the very strong support from Lakers owner Jeannie Buss and Vice President of Basketball Operations Rob Pelinka, especially after the leadership Ham provided in the first season as the frequent voice and face for the franchise, as it spent months in sub 500 purgatory before eventually surging into the playoffs with a nine and two closing kick." Um, Brian Windhorse also on today's Hoop Collective podcast said that he did not think Darvin Ham was on the verge of getting fired either. Um, and I've spoken for what it's worth to somebody else who also was very well connected with the team who didn't think that this was yeah. imminent either.
0: I don't think any, and all the reporting was such that like nobody, I, I don't it's very clear. The Lakers do not want to fire Darvin, have not wanted to fire Darvin. The question was, would the Lakers put themselves in a position where they, kind of had to in one way or another. And um you know we we made the point in Monday's show like if the Lakers as a team if the players on the team wanted Darvin out they could have made that point yesterday after they fell behind by continuing to allow that lead to balloon and playing like they did against Miami. Um they they did not Sunday versus it. the Clippers you're saying. Yeah, they, the Sunday you know they could have Sunday played like they did against Miami and that would have Uh, Certainly sent a message. Um, The Lakers, they are in a position where, like you mentioned it for for Monday's show, they've had as many head coaches as any team in the NBA since Phil Jackson left. They have not been able to settle on someone. they fired a guy who won a title for them a year after he did it. You know and it it was interesting to me that you know just to hear that that nugget in the report that you know Genie blamed Frank for you know the one guy who had nothing to do with Russell Westbrook's arrival um, for not making it work like that. I found that fascinating, but like that guy didn't get much of a leash, and he won a title. So, well,
1: it's funny that you mention that because. When I saw that nugget from Sam, I immediately went to the same place as you, which was, wait a minute, what about Frank Vogel? And it reminded me that uh, Mark Medina, when he was uh, working for NBA.com, did an interview with Jeannie Bus, And this was in December of 2021, where he said, uh, Jeannie said to him, you know, when asked about Frank Vogel and you know the terrible start that the Lakers were off to and Frank Vogel's job security, And she said, quote, until we're 100% healthy, I don't think you can really make any judgment. Um, And she, in this, she said also, we're as connected as any organization can be. I really don't know what you're looking for me to say. I would say until we're 100% healthy, I won't make any judgments about anything. That was, of course, the season that everybody was, you know, hoping for Trevor Ariza to return. And as we all saw, by the end of that season, Frank Vogel, who, to be Clear, I don't think played a bad hand as well as he could have, particularly down the stretch where I think he knew he was going to get fired and was coaching with a little bit of a bleep you to some of his decisions. But nonetheless, Frank Vogel ended up getting fired two seasons after winning them a title on in a season that began with Jeannie Buss saying there are things happening out of Frank Vogel's control that he can't be held responsible for You may also recall that Luke Walton's final season with the Lakers, Jeannie Buss multiple times on the record said that Luke Walton had her full support and that she believed in Luke Walton and that she thought he was a great coach. But then there was always the caveat of, but it's not my decision.
0: Right. She leaves those things up to the basketball people.
1: Exactly. So her support, I'm not going to say is insignificant. But I think there is always fluidity with these situations in terms of where the support leads and how truly infinite and rock solid it really is.
0: So that leads to two questions. Um, one is about Rob Palenka and the other one is about LeBron James. And certainly the latter, there was some uh, interesting chatter about LeBron's support for ham or potential lack thereof. And let's discuss that next.
1: Locked on Lakers is brought to you by BetterHelp, and we've just finished the holiday season, which can be a really great time for some people, but very stressful and depressing for others. You often end up spending a lot of time around family that you don't always get along with, which can create a lot of tension, bring up a lot of past resentments and issues. There's an economic toll that these celebrations can take. The idea of just a new year and the ways that you want to be better in 2024, obviously it is great to... Aspire for big things, but sometimes that in and of itself can feel really daunting. And that's why therapy can be a really bright spot amidst all of the anxiety and uncertainty, something you can look forward to that can make you feel grounded. I can personally speak to how much therapy helped me during a really difficult period in my life for me and my family. Sitting down, talking with a professional was huge. And BetterHelp has connected over 3 million people with licensed therapists. It's convenient, accessible anywhere, 100% online, no waiting rooms, no traffic, and it's affordable. So just Fill out a brief questionnaire to match with a therapist. And if things aren't clicking, you can easily switch to a new therapist anytime. So if you want to live a more empowered life, therapy can help you get there. Visit betterhelp.com slash locked on today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp slash locked on.
0: So um, Jeannie you know, doesn't, I guess, want to fire Darvin. Um, and, you know, but I think generally speaking, she gets, you know, pretty attached to all of the coaches that the Lakers have and likes these people as people because, and to be, you know, to I mean, be she almost fair, married one of them. That's right. <laughs> but like, you know, you know, Frank Vogel, Luke Walton, uh, Darvin Ham. these are, whether you believe they are excellent basketball coaches or not, sort of objectively good people. You know, yeah, Byron Scott guy. falls into that category. Good, these are like good people that like, you know, so they, you know, and Anna Lakers legend that Jeannie has known. She, she was like, you know, in you know, grade school or <laughs> whatever it is. Yeah. You know, so it's like I I get all that. Like that stuff makes an enormous amount of sense. It doesn't seem like Rob Polinka has any interest currently in moving on from Darvin Ham either. Um, I think for a few reasons. I mean, first, it is enormously disruptive to continue to turn over coaches, to turn over a coach in the middle of the season and all that stuff. Also, the Lakers just gave an extension to Darvin Ham. You know, they, they signed into a long-term deal, I should say. And, you know, the part of the, the, the first thing that happens after you fire the coach is you start focusing more on whether it's fair or not, which means you start looking at the roster. And, um, you know, it's a, it's an acknowledgement that both the coach and the roster may not be what people thought. And I don't think Rob wants to go there before we reach the um, halfway point in, in, in this season. Yeah, I mean, at this
1: point with his tenure running basketball ops, there is nothing that you can directly link back to magic in that time other than LeBron, which I don't think anybody is going to use LeBron's presence as a mark against Rob Polinka. So it but at this point, it's these are all now decisions when they work out or when they don't work out that are direct reflections of Rob Polinka. And this would end up ultimately the second coach that he would have hired since 2019 that didn't work out. And while that seems to be a, a, you know, recent rich tradition for the Lakers, because they are since Phil Jackson's final season, the 2010, 2011 season, the Lakers have had six coaches. One of the more merry-go-round organizations in the league when it comes to coaches. And it's one thing for an organization like the Sacramento Kings to be in that company because That's what we expect from the Kings. Right. I mean, they
0: finally seem to have have landed on something stable in Mike Brown. But like, uh, you know, between, you know, the post uh, Rick Adelman days, like it's just been. Right.
1: And, yeah. you know, the, the Knicks, like I, I think the Knicks aren't going to be getting rid of Thibodeau anytime soon, but took a long time for them to get there. You know, Derek Fisher, Jeff Hornacek, like I went when I went through this list, like taking a look at the Lakers compared to our other teams, there are some guys I was like, damn, I forgot that guy was there. That guy. Yep. <laughs> but like the if the Lakers hired a somebody that wasn't an intern, like they didn't just promote Chris Jett or Phil Handy and clearly be looking for somebody this offseason, they would be in the league lead, co-lead with, I believe, the Knicks and Cleveland for the most coaches since, again, that 2010-2011 season. That doesn't speak well, you know, not just to where things are going, but also to the coach that you might want to bring in because they're going to be looking around going like, all right, am I just going to be there like two – Three years max, no matter what I do, no matter what rosters put around me.
0: Right. Like it just looks and, on and, you know, where is my institutional support going to come from? Or am I going to be supported publicly when I need to be and all that kind of stuff? Because and does it know, matter if I am? Right. Rob Palinka, you know, they, they, the Lakers front office does not speak publicly much. They don't speak when it's bad. They don't really speak when it's good. And, you know, so, you know, once Palinka was done with, you know, his preseason kind of training camp. Pressers and stuff, where he admittedly, or you know, obviously, I should say, was very pleased with the work that he did, and we all agreed with him at the time. You know, we're seeing some holes in that now, and some unfortunate things that were beyond Palinka's control. He didn't uh, know Gabe Vincent was going to get hurt, I don't think. And I just, I do think. Side note: You do have to be careful with heat guys because what they are so good at making role players successful that unless you think you can be that good or truly understand exactly why that player performed as he did, you might not get the same out of a Heat-free agent as the Heat did. That's just something to think about. Yeah, um,
1: right now it seems like what they really
0: need are the Heat's trainers. Maybe. Um, but the other, the other name that obviously matters here is LeBron. And there was a lot of eyebrow-raising... Uh, on on Tuesday, uh, I'm sorry, on Monday, when there was the postgame comparison between LeBron talking about Darwin and some of the like how did Darwin, you know, keep you guys tight and together and all that kind of stuff. And he, he said, quote, by just staying and trying to keep us prepared when it's time to go out and for battle, um, which is as anodyne and generic a response as you can give, and quite frankly, does sound a little bit like Stuff Darvin says. In comparison, when asked about Ty Lue um, and the work he's done with the uh, with the Clippers since Harden's arrival, he said, "quote They've looked great." You said it's the James Harden Clippers. Um, nah, it's the Ty, the T. Lue Clippers. I know T. Lue very well. It doesn't take T. Lue long to make sure bleep gets done right. It took him five games, and they've been cooking since. And actually, it would have taken less than that um, because. Tyloo knew the answer was put Russell Westbrook on the bench, but they had to go through the kabuki theater of pretending that they were going to give it a try and see if it worked with him as a starter, because otherwise, you know, you risk losing Russ. Um, so
1: as uh, we know.
0: Right. A lot of people made a lot out of that. The difference in enthusiasm between um LeBron's endorsement of Darwin and like talking about how Darwin, you know, rallied the troops. It was just for a game here uh, versus what Lou has done. And obviously there's some contextual differences. You know, we are talking about the Lakers winning a game and snapping a four-game losing streak, but they are still now four and 11 over their last 15 games as opposed to being three and 11 over their last 14 games where the Clippers are playing really good basketball. But I'm curious what you make out of this, I have my own thoughts. I'm wondering if they match yours. So that is the question to answer next. Locked on Lakers
1: is brought to you by FanDuel and the NFL playoffs. They are upon us and there is time to get in on the action with FanDuel, america's number one sports book right now new customers get 150 bucks in bonus bets guaranteed when you place just a five dollar bet it's 150 bucks in bonus bets win or lose and the app's really easy to use for these nfl playoffs really fun different ways to bet like same game par live same game parlays you can find bets in the new explorer tab you can make a parlay in the parlay hub the best way to find popular parlays plus obviously nba options as of this recording the lakers are five point favorites against the raptors lebron and ad both 100 to one to win mvp anthony davis nine and a half to one for defensive player of the year and austin reeves six and a half to one for six man of the year so visit fanduel.com locked on and make
0: your first bet a layup so a uh, quick note before you get to um the answer about lebron to the question I asked before the break. Um, The Lakers used, uh, as people might have seen over the weekend, they released two of their two-way players, uh, Des Moines Hodge and Alex Fudge. They kept Colin Castleton. Um, They signed Dylan Windler, who uh, had played a little bit with the Cavs, was a a draft pick a few years ago of Cleveland, um, who recently had a 22-33 game in the G League. That is insane. Um, Particularly for a swing man, like a... (laughs) 2-3. 2-3. <laughs> You're not That's... Wilt Chamberlain. I don't care who you are. 22-33 and yeah. 33 is insane. Um, the uh, Lakers on Monday used the open two-way spot on Skylar Mays, a point guard who had played. He's 26 years old, and he played kind of in and out a little bit with Portland. Um, been in the same situation with the Blazers. Um, last year, at the end of the season, when they were... Uh, I would say packing it in Uh, May's got some fairly significant playing time actually was relatively productive Um, it is interesting for the Lakers to go ahead and do this he is a guy who they are not terribly interested I think in developing as a prospect um, but is a much better break glass in case of emergency point guard that they can keep around um, as opposed to Jalen Hood Shafino who is not ready for that job
1: no, I mean, Mays is 26. For what it's worth, he's had two good recent performances against the Lakers. So that that's obviously going to get Ooh, their attention. And Skylar then- Mays, R.J. Barrett,
0: who hasn't performed against the Lakers
1: lately? Well, I, as I mentioned, uh, tonight the Lakers are going to be playing the Raptors uh, 7.30 tip and uh, Pacific time. Emmanuel quickly is now with the Raptors. And the last time he played the Lakers, he was with the Knicks and he torched them. You can get every game on the hometown broadcast with Sirius XM on the SS XSM app. Search Lakers. Um, Jalen Hood Shafino has now been assigned to South Bay. Um, they will have a game that will be concluded by the time people hear this. And the the arrival of Mays means that Hood Shafino can, in all likelihood, spend extended time with, you know, assuming the rest of the Lakers guards stay healthy. Um, he can, he can spend extended time with South Bay. And that's really, really important for Jalen Hochafino's development. Like I know Laker fans have been really down on JHS and I, and I get it, but he's been caught in this really awkward limbo situation with all the injuries, particularly the backcourt injuries where the Lakers have needed him there, just in case they they need some ball handling basketball player on the court for situation X. But unless situation X comes up and there's no way around it, Darvin Ham has very understandably been reluctant to play Hood Sheffino, and that's meant during this period he's had virtually no development whatsoever.
0: And before that, he was hurt. So, I mean, he couldn't play, couldn't practice, couldn't do anything. Right. So, so. I mean, it's just been, it's been, it's been a bad setup. Um, so this should be better. The Lakers have a, a guard around that they can use as needed, certainly until Gabe Vincent, um, gets healthy. Mays will be a handy guy to, to keep, uh, around the facility. Um, but let's, let's, let's turn back to the LeBron thing because, um, there is, as I noted, a distinct uh, difference in the level of enthusiasm with which he talked about uh, uh, Darwin versus talking about Ty Lu. What do you make of it? I mean, look, on one hand, this could be
1: overreading into everything LeBron says, which all of us are guilty of to some degree at some points while covering LeBron, you know, especially considering his reputation fair or not, as if not quite a coach killer, somebody who doesn't particularly often grow all that attached to his coaches. And he's kind of projected, I think, uh, an aura of somebody that's like, look, every now and then I land with a coach that I love. But for the most part, I consider this a partnership and I know how to make the partnership work. And very often, I'm the guy who makes the partnership work as opposed to the coach. But on the other hand, LeBron tends not to grow attached to coaches. And one of the exceptions seems to be Ty Lu, who, if you recall, before the Lakers eventually landed on Frank Vogel, LeBron, by all appearances and reports and common sense, wanted the Lakers to bring in the guy that he had recently won a title with. So, you know, if nothing else... It is, I think, reasonable to conclude from those quotes that he's not yet as impressed with Darvin Ham as he was/slash is with Ty Lu.
0: I mean, yeah. Are you and look, you basically,
1: no, look. No offense. Nor to should Frank he Vogel. be. <laughs> I was going to say, no offense to Frank Vogel or Darvin Ham, and Vogel won a championship with this team. LeBron was correct. The best choice would have been Ty Lue.
0: Ty Lue, absolutely. And here's the thing: I think you've kind of alluded to it, or, or really, mostly said it. Um, I look at this as LeBron sees categories of coaches. Um, you have Ty Lue. I, I'm not even sure who else. I'm probably Spo. <laughs> I would go play for I Spoh. would think
1: he puts right. Spo on that track.
0: Put Spo in that list. Um, and after that, I'm not sure how many other people are on it. Um, And then you have basically every other coach in the NBA. And as long as the guy he's playing for is not actively undermining his ability to win. I think he looks at David Blatt, for example, for example, or he feels like process wise, he was so cut out of things um, and maybe disrespected in, in how things work. I don't think he cares. I think is I think he sees all of these people as relatively interchangeable. Um, I think he respects Darwin as a person. I don't think there's any question about that. Um, whether you know how much respect for him he has as a coach, I think he's in, lumped in that group of everyone who isn't Ty Lue. So you shouldn't be as a Lakers fan or an NBA observer surprised that he's much more enthusiastic about Ty Lue than he is about Ham because Ty Lu is his guy. Um, and you know, it's it's he is always gonna be that guy. it doesn't matter if Darwin has two or three more successful seasons with LeBron here, he's always gonna be more enthusiastic about Tyloo. And he's always gonna think the Lakers should have hired Tyloo, and he will always be correct that <laughs> the Lakers should have hired. Ty <laughs> that's Lue.
1: that's so, part of the problem, is that Again, I'm acknowledging Frank Vogel turned out to be a very good hire for the team. They won a championship under Worked out. difficult circumstances. And, you know, I didn't throw, I didn't pitch a fit when he got fired, but I don't know if deserve was necessarily the way I would describe it. But no. Frank Vogel, Frank Vogel's been hired and fired many times. And I'm sure at some point, Probably not in that long of a future because coaches now, for the most part, do just get hired and fired. He will get fired by Phoenix. You know, yes, he. So will. far, it's not off to a great start. Not doing Phoenix. well there
0: so far, not
1: his fault. Yeah. But
0: I, I, I don't, I don't follow the the ins and outs of the Suns to know closely whether or not, like you know, I'm sure you know Brandon Clean at Locked On Suns spends a lot of time with. Um, Suns fans complaining about Frank Vogel's rotations and why won't he do this and that and whatever. But you know, from a little further outside, you know, Phoenix, a team we both pay attention to in the division conference rival, but you know, still seen as a, a potential title contender. I look at it and say, Well, you know, Bradley Beal has been out for a tremendous amount of the season. Booker's been hurt, Durant has been hurt, and as well as as they did, Jones did putting together a roster out of sort of flotsam and jetsam and minimum pieces around the league, there still isn't a lot of talent behind those guys. So when your big three is either missing or underperforming, there ain't a lot of things the coach is going to be able to do. And similar in the Lakers, you know, I can look at it and say, well, Darvin, you know, the hand this year, isn't as strong as people thought. Guys have been hurt, which has made it very difficult. And we're seeing the combinations kind of need each other in ways that Darvin hasn't been able to line. And yet, as you said about Frank, he hasn't played a challenging hand as well as I think you would like to see. So many things can be true at once. But in terms of this issue of um, people reading into LeBron, I think what they can read into it is LeBron would prefer to be coached by Ty Lu, But <laughs> he would be preferred if the Lakers were eight games over 500, he would still be preferred to be coached by Ty Lu If they were 10 games or 12 games over 500 and he could wave a magic wand and choose between Darwin Ham and Ty Lu. he would wave it and choose Ty Lu. That's that's how this goes because that's his dude. And I mean, look, if I, I would probably <laughs> wave the same thing and I would certainly wave it that way for Eric Spolstra. So uh, I, I am not, I am not worried about this. What do you expect tonight uh, against the the, the Raptors? What are you looking for? Um, I want to see how quickly it seems like they
1: adapt to a new team because the Raptors have been very good since they made this trade with the Knicks sending Anobi to New York and then picking up R.J. Barrett and Emmanuel quickly, who I mentioned before, shredded the Lakers (laughs) the last time uh, they played. Bears repeating. So... You know, I'm I'm curious to see how quickly they pick up on the things that are new, and you know how much they can look to exploit them. Um, I'm also looking to see uh, how much more D'Angelo Russell reintegrates himself. How quickly, like you know, can mm-hmm. he avoid a slow first half before really turning it on? I'm also going to be watching Max Christie's minutes, and if there is seemingly any development between him stealing some of the minutes from Cam Reddish. We didn't see that development continue against the Clippers. Like Reddish played far more minutes than Christie, but Christie... But it should be noted that Reddish's minutes overall are down relative to what they were. Sure, but not necessarily always to Christie's gain. I'm curious to see if there seems to be any continuing relationship between Reddish's minutes going down and Christie's going up. Um also too, mm-hmm. I guess depending on how some of the rotations shake out and floor combinations, how does Christian Wood do defending uh Pascal Siakam?
0: Yeah, I, I think that sort of the renaissance of Christian Wood is a really interesting thing to look for in a, in a potentially potential. He's played big deal really well because he has and and it will make a difference um because Jackson Hayes was providing nothing. Um I I would like I, I want to see can they replicate that defensive effort because that was an intense defensive effort they put in Sunday night against the Clippers? Um, they will need something similar against the Raptors. Um, or can you open up the offense just a little bit? Because winning like they did on Sunday is a very difficult thing to do over the next, I don't know, 40-something games. Like That is, that is a hard way to do it. Um, can they squeeze out a little bit more? offensive production um, that is a theme i'm going to be looking for over the next really the next five or six or seven games um and hopefully you know a win tonight you beat phoenix a vulnerable phoenix team at home on thursday and we can get back to talking about basketball more than darvin's immediate future which is good for everyone uh lock and Lakers on youtube is where you can go hang out with over 22,000, I keep wanting to bump it to 32, can't do that yet, 22,000 subscribers, um, and we will see everybody after the game.